to Following the Leftovers, the officially unofficial podcast for The Leftovers on HBO. I'm your host, Jim. And I'm Aaron. And we are... Are we officially official this week? I think for the first time ever, officially official. Si- at least semi-officially official. Yes. Uh, the people who run watchingtheleftovers.com, HBO's Leftovers blog, have reached out to us and asked us to do a short uh, clip for you guys uh, discussing what we think is going to happen and what we hope is going to happen in the trailer for the season finale uh, f- coming up in this this final episode. Yes. Leading into it. They got they have a week gap, so they're looking for content. Going to fill it up. Yeah, September, this is the one coming out for September 7th. They're taking a break on Memorial Day like the rest of America. Yep. And they're coming back strong. But, I like uh, how they coincided the Memorial Day airing with the potential Memorial Day shenanigans that are going to go on with the GR. Indeed. And in fact, since this is kind of a semi-official, officially official HBO production, we've decided to offer a full frontal male nudity on this podcast. Sure, yeah. Jim and I both buck <laughs> straight from the mother naked. You Hope can't you see enjoy. it, but trust us, it's there. Oh, you can tell. You can, you can, <laughs> the, the, the timber and the depth and the richness of the sound coming is only from two male naked bodies rocking his microphone. Oh, boy. Where do we want to start? Well, let's break down the trailer, the, the preview for episode 10 of season one, entitled The Prodigal Son Returns, mm-hmm. another biblical reference. The couple, you want me to break it down scene by scene? Let's do it, yeah. We see Matt and Kevin in a car. Kevin looks like he's seen better days. He's kind of gazing out forlornly. Uh, this starts a voiceover of his father, Kevin Gar- Garvey Sr., saying that night three years ago, we looked ourselves in the mirror. None of us wondered why we're still here. We knew. Kind of mysterious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lori's in front of a, kind of a blue flag. It looks like in front of the Heroes Day Memorial, the one where the baby's being departed. Uh, looking like she went through a fire. She's got soot on her face and her clothing. Um, Matt is talking about someone, uh, or uh, talking to someone about that if she, that that she knew if she did this it would hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's stop right there. Do we think we know who the she is? Because you said when we were watching it, he's talking about Jill joining the guilty remnant. I thought somehow Kevin is yeah. mixed up because remember Patty died uh, in at the end of episode eight. Yeah, killed herself. We had episode nine, which is a flashback. So potentially we could begin the episode in ten with Kevin still dealing with the aftermath here. Sure, Matt could somehow be involved, which we'll talk about a little bit later here in the cast. And right after this, they show a pool of blood on the ground that is clearly in Cairo. But uh, we know and it's patties because there's glass all around it. We know these these preview trailer people lie like dogs. They like, <laughs> they like to, to get tricky. They like to assemble things to mislead you because where would the fun be if not for that? Sure, but the scene right after that blood puddle is also Jill and Lori exactly. looking at each other. So it could be Jill run off the GR to, to hurt Kevin. That certainly would uh, do that. Also, it could be the reference to Patty killing herself to mm-hmm. put him in a bind. Yep. We don't know. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that, too. Wayne is having a breakdown. Holy Wayne. And he says, I think I may be a frog. A fraud. Fraud. We're on the same page here, right? Yeah, yeah. We're on the same page. Okay. Um, he Kevin tries to assert to his father, you are a good man. Garvey Sr. says, I am most definitely not. Uh, this echoes the statement we saw Kevin make to the deer-striking slam piece side piece last week where mm-hmm. she asked him if you're a good guy and he said nope uh why did we see a, a clip of nora looking horrified sure what 
do you think is this is this and it looks like maybe she's in her own house is this going to tie into the guilty remnants memorial day Could project be. or md project looks like she might have been looking into her kitchen at that point okay we know that her family vanished from so we'll, we'll be getting to that a little bit later too we see tommy at night he's in front of a blue bus one of the sh- kind of shorter style buses it looks like his face is bathed in a fiery glow could be a street lamp it's tough to say yeah <laughs> oh yeah one of those old school uh-huh nantucket whale oil fired lamp sure could be <laughs> could be uh we then see a literal house on fire the interior of it someone's pushing a door open which there's boxes there's cabinets on the floor Paper organizer. It looks like what's a whiteboard or a cork board on wheels. Mm. Caster wheels is pushed over to hope things burning. Do we think that's the guilty remnant's house? I'm leaning toward yes. Could it also be Matt's house? Because we know that last time we saw Matt's living room, it had been converted into a guilty remnant resuscitation, revitalization mm. command center. There are a lot of clever people out there who really pay attention to detail, and I feel like they're going to be able to tell us if which of the two houses had that giant whiteboard in it. Or we could just or wait till next week. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Kevin and Matt are kind of aghast getting out of their uh, cars. It looks like there's a fire yeah. uh, in the foreground. Um, or a large street lamp, one of the two. Or the, a, a very large street <laughs> lamp. So that, that kind of concludes the trailer discussion. Now let's talk about some predictions that we can kind of Based uh, make from that. Trailer, yeah. For example, the Guilty Remnant Memorial Day project. Let's start there. One popular theory we talked about on our podcast is they're actually going to take these loved one bodies mm. that they embezzled slash Shanghai slash custom ordered a couple episodes ago. They're going to stage them in the clothes that Patty was meticulously assembling at uh, Matt's old church. And they're going to stage them in the houses of the people in maybe similar positions or whatever. Yeah. Where, the, where, where they departed. That now, would explain how they would know where they departed from. I don't know. Well, because some of these, when when we were looking at the files that we knew the guilty remnant had in that big Memorial Day or the MD folder, we think yeah. it's Memorial Day. It could be Mapleton departed, whatever. Uh-huh. It looked like some of those were f- poor facsimiles from official government reports, maybe okay. police statements. So maybe they've you know, and they've spent three and a half years potentially, yeah, calling this information. I bet. You know, uh, maybe Nora's given interviews. I, I bet they could. Pe- I bet they could piece that information together. But it would certainly yeah. explain her walking in and just being horrified slash shocked. Absolutely, yeah. And we, you know, there's a lot of evidence in uh, episode eight to tell us what they're up to. Mm. Let's talk about also Tommy, uh, Kevin's stepson, mm-hmm. uh, Lori's son. His possible return. I mean, the title, The Prodigal Son Returns, we know that's been popular internet speculation. Mm-hmm. Seems like if if indeed he's standing in front of fire, that definitely puts him at the scene of Mapleton. Yeah, and he's stepping off a bus, and we know that kind of he was disillusioned at yeah. the end of his story uh, where we left that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, he could definitely be coming back. One theory is that... One thing we'll see as a cliffhanger slash big finale bomb is at least some of the lost will return. Hmm. Now, part of the way that they've hung this on their hat, and we had um, Jake from Tallahassee, one of our listeners, uh, mail this in. Um, we, we talked about the three and a half years of peace, three and a half years of tribulation that's, that's hinted at, and I believe it's Revelation chapter 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is, you know, it's talking about this vision of a woman, 
whose baby gets taken to heaven by God to protect her from the dragon, for, and she gets taken to the desert and nourished for three and a half years. If God, you know, if, if we're saying that this baby represents the missing and the woman represents the people left behind that have been dwelling in the desert, uh, and in the end of three and a half years, maybe there's a reunion. What would that be interesting? I don't know. Um, how would they the, come back? The idea that we're never going to know why this happened or or what the cause of it was or anything like that, unless these people come back and don't know anything, like, oh, where were you? Well, I, I don't know. It's like, blink. I, they I, were I, there. I never left. What do you mean? That would be cool. Because um, that's the only way that I could see them coming back and not having that information revealed, right? What if they come back? Because the other there's is problematic, like Lori's fetus. Uh-huh. Where does it come back? In her womb? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, if, are, if, are they aged? Are they the same age? As what they if they come back and they have been living in an alternate universe for the last three and a half years of which they never departed? Like, you know, you got the sure. multiverse theory where you've got all these universes and bubbles. What if one of the bubbles kind of got sheared off and then collapsed and our two realities <laughs> came back together and now these people just come back okay. and their memory is life has gone on. So that takes this firmly out of the realm of human drama and shoves it into sci-fi. Oh, there's plenty Which, of human drama. Imagine what happens. Sure, ha- but it adds the element of sci-fi. Because think about people that have gotten divorced, or people that have gotten new lives, or people that have been div- you know, divorced during the weird departure gap, and uh-huh. people that have died. And Nor they herself. No, nah, <laughs> I mean, that would be, yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty, I think it'd be interesting. I think it, it would be interesting. I don't know what it does to the show, though. It has a potential to also destroy the show. And also, I think... In Lin- the way that Lost kind of went off the rails after they started doing time travel. And stuff. Damon and Tom have kind of said that they're not really going to address that. Yeah, so that yeah. would that be cheating? Uh, Maybe. It depends on how they handle it. Why is Holy Wayne starting to doubt himself? That's a really good question. So we know that... He has been waiting for some big event. And the big event... It won't be long now. It won't be long now. He keeps saying that. And also the big event seemed to come when the agents busted his compound mm-hmm. and were killing a bunch of people, rounding a bunch of people up. He but escaped. he's still talking about it. But now six months later, nothing. Yeah. He's recently lost contact with one of his teams, maybe both of them, because you got to think that uh, Tommy talking to this other coke fiend uh, about the, you know, he's got a pregnant Asian woman that this would cause a little doubt and discord in that team too maybe wayne's starting to lose contact with all these people and he's starting to wonder what the hell mm-hmm. uh does this any of this tie in with his statement to uh tommy about him being the one mfer that he can't figure out we know that tommy's still in the picture and it's kind of tom who unravels this whole idea of him being a prophet kind of finding multiple babies and at least in my mind tom is the the reason for that Gotcha. So it definitely could. How does Kevin, Matt, and Garvey Sr. end up together? Last we saw Garvey Sr., he was being re-incarcerated or recommitted to the facility that he's he's living in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a couple possibilities. One internet theory is that Kevin Sr. is actually going to send Matt, apostolic style, to Cairo, where he'll find... Kevin Jr. covered in blood with Patty's body to kind of help him. Okay, we've discussed the idea that both the dog shooter, Dean, and Kevin Sr. are talking to the same voices, mm. um, potentially. Mm. So if they're talking to the same voices, those voices would know about what happened in Cairo. And 
Senior could definitely send Matt over to pick up Kevin Jr. That would, if he just comes out of the blue, Matt says, hey, your father sent me, he knew you'd be here. That really kicks things firmly into the supernatural, right? Because other than the departure Mm -hmm. itself, everything since then, you could argue, is still firmly in a deterministic physical realm of happening in this universe, right? Sure, they're walking the line. I mean, the stuff where Jill's in the fridge... And Kevin Sr. runs up and saves her completely out of the random. It could be just random chance. Could be coincidence, sure. But it also could be some sort of clairvoyance. However, you also pointed out it could be just as easy that Dean has a relationship with Kevin Sr. Since they both kind of share a same delusion, he could have just run off and told Kevin Sr. who then sends Matt. Sure. Or Matt, you know, or Kevin could, you know, Kevin trusts Matt, has a relationship there. Maybe he calls him for help. Yeah, no, I, I think it's very possible that Matt ends up picking up Kevin Jr. from Cairo. Kind of messed up that a priest is going to show up to the murder scene and be like, eh, whatever, if that turns out. Although I guess <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Matt Matt damn near killed a guy outside a casino. So yeah. he's not your conventional priest at this point. Nope. Who sets the fire mm. and where is the fire? We talked about it could be Matt's place, could sure. be Guilty Remnant. It doesn't look like it's the church. The church could be on yeah, fire, yeah. too, but none of these scenes look like it's from the church. Yeah, I'm really leaning towards the guilty remnant. It looks like when Kevin pulls up to what we think is the fire, yep. he's kind of in a neighborhood. Yeah, sure. Which, to me, says Call it's a house sack. on it's... the street. It's probably the guilty remnant's house. And you would kind of expect that reaction from a town who's just been poked in the way that they have. If, if the Memorial Day, quote-unquote, festivities go down the way yeah. we're talking about in a podcast, you could definitely see an angry mob. Sure. And I actually want to take this second to talk about the ABCs of the leftovers, the ABCs of the disappearance. Uh, Of the sudden departure. Of the sudden departure. And if you want to get this, um, you can do so at the watchingtheleftovers.com. It's on the sidebar to the right if you scroll down a little bit. It's a little um, image. Th- there are you know, different images for each letter of the alphabet that relate to the show. The latest one is V for violence, our situation precarious. And it shows a town on fire mm-hmm. or, or multiple buildings on fire, three or four of them. It shows a mob that's clearly angry with protest signs and a man leading them spitting fire. Mm-hmm. That to me says the townspeople are angry about something that the GR have done and they're they're not going to stand for it. Sure. V is for violence. Sure. So that that's what I think is on the horizon here. Uh, can we go ahead and talk a little bit more about that? The one before that was U for uranium. Very interesting, considering uranium has not been mentioned as far as I know. For plots nefarious. And it for sh- plots nefarious, yeah. And it shows like an outbuilding that's got a glowing green from inside, and people are, and there's two guys are meeting under kind of clandestine. Then you, mm-hmm. when we were going through this reverse style, there was the, before that, R there was. R is for remnants who come smoking in white. And in the, in the for and in the the background on the horizon, there looks and it's hard to tell because there's a lot of war. This is very clip art, not clip art, uh, collagey, yeah. like digital collage. It's grungy. There's a lot of texture dirty. to the paper, but it looks like you see a house that's smoking. Two people standing in front of the house are smoking, and a mushroom cloud on the horizon. Looks like it to me. Yeah, 
So how does that tie into any of these character arcs that we've understood? Does it tie into the fridge? Is this an Indiana Jones well, Kingdom we saw of the that Crystal Skull there, reference we saw, <laughs> we saw that there's some unrest in the Middle East, right? And there also is talk about mysterious resurrection. Uh-huh. Um, one of the popular, uh, well, I don't know if it's popular, but in Nora's episode when she was uh, there at the conference, people one of the things people were shouting was, uh, or might have been her her imposter when they were trying to escort her out the room. She was saying, "What about the Israelis experimental?" Yeah, yeah. That ties to the Middle East. There could be uranium involved. I do, uh-huh. I don't know because that's this blew us away when we found it on the official watching the leftovers site. But I, that would be interesting if that comes to play in the finale. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I want to kind of paint an overall picture of what I think is going to happen in this finale. Uh-huh. Um, I think given all the clues that we've talked about, it's going to go something like this where Matt, for one reason or another, whether senior tells him to, or Matt call, or Kevin calls him is going to go pick up uh, Kevin in Cairo, Cairo, however you want to say it. They're going to go see uh, Kevin Garvey senior, who's we know is back in custody in a home. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, the GR are going to, to do their Memorial Day plans. Sure. Uh, that's going to go really wrong in town. People are going to get pissed, and they're going to go burn down the GR house. Uh, Lori is apparently in that house or around it and mm-hmm. maybe has to go back in to save Jill or something. Ooh. Um, so she narrowly escapes. And what then... if Jill dies? That would that would give Ooh. Lori looking at the statue yeah. of the baby going away. Now she's lost. She's really lost a child uh, to death. Or it could just be a <laughs> nod to the... The, the departure of her fetus that we think happened last sure. episode. Yeah, it could be. Uh, and then Kevin's going to, Kevin Jr. is going to get a call and they're going to come back to town and that's when they see the fire and Tom is there. Uh, I think that's about how the last episode is going to go. What if the guilt, the one thing we didn't talk about in the who and, and what of the fire, what if the guilty remnant sets her own place on fire as a false flag operation? That's also a possibility. I mean, Patty killed herself. Sure. And and it could be that uh, Jill as an acolyte didn't know about it or someone forgot to tell her because, you know, again, it's like they fucking... You mean Lori? Huh? Lori as an acolyte? No, or Jill. Jill. Jill, okay. her daughter, d- didn't oh, get the and memo. So and stuck in the house. They get and, stuck in the house yeah. somehow or they mm-hmm. get lost track of her. I don't know. Sure. Uh, we we do know that Jill is in this episode, so... Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. That's what I pieced together based on the plot. I don't have any kind of spoilers here. No, other than the uranium thing, which could just be a, <laughs> could be a false flag operation of their own. Totally. Uh, what are th- some things we want to see addressed? I know that in, early in the season, we were... W- always with these mysterious shows, you're kind of leery of being led down the garden path. I've been honestly impressed with how many things have been answered. And when yeah. we are coming up with a list of things, we're like, what are the big outstanding issues? Because I feel like we've gotten a pretty good handle on a lot of the stuff, especially when you think of where we left maybe the first season of Lost with yeah. so yeah. many answered questions. Wait, wait, the first season? How about all of the seasons of Lost? Yeah, I'm just, but that first Even one. Even the ending season. The polar bears, the yeah, smoke yeah. monster, the hatch. What the heck was going on with all that stuff? Here... Sure. Uh, the mystery of Christine's baby, it's supposed to be a sure. male, is a female. Yeah, really all of Holy Wayne stuff. Yeah. I don't know whether he's got magical hug powers. Uh, I don't know what's up with the babies and uh, the Asian women. I 
I'll go further and say, what kind of supernatural echoes are we supposed to be dealing with? Obviously, the departure is some sort of supernatural, unexplained event yes. thus far. Mm. Uh, do Are we dealing with real angels talking to people? Is there prophes- prophetic dreams? Are there uh, supernatural, holy, healing hugs going on? Or is this all people's delusions and their 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 grief and their kind of psychosis from this happening working themselves out i don't need an answer to that but it'd be nice to have a little bit more hints um oh they'll they'll continue to hint i think okay Uh, that's one thing the show has done consistently is ride that line well you know like we talked in the last podcast we think at this point we know dean is a real person yes i got quite a bit of feedback and can see online where people are still uh, repping that Dean is a delusion. Well, I'm still up in the air on the bagels, honestly. <laughs> like, I didn't see him eat the bagels. So. And were they cinnamon raisin right? or onion or sea salt? I mean, we need to know these things. <laughs> How about Kevin's mental state? I That's the one thing I really want to know about because we he has a pedigree uh, in his father, a history in his family of insanity. And, and, is that affecting him? We know that certainly he's been doing things outside of his memory. Uh, is that a result of the pills? Is that a result of uh, his rampant alcoholism? <laughs> I don't know that he drinks that heavily, but we don't know why those things are happening to him. He caught syphilis from that girl that departed, and he, he's losing <laughs> his mind slowly. Do you think... But his father apparently does. They That's the thing. Also caught syphilis from the same... No, I do you, do you think that these also kind of tie together, like... Is if he could he could not be crazy and he could be affected by voices and outside things if the supernatural angles working out. Sure. So I feel like the answers to those questions would be related. Although it they would are, also yeah. be hilarious if his father actually has supernatural powers and Kevin's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. The short end of the stick there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, super excited. Uh it can't believe we gotta wait another week for it. Uh, it's probably going to be a lot of speculation and stuff in between now and then, but hopefully this has uh, kind of whetted your appetite. Yeah, I'm super excited to see how much of this they actually wrap up uh, going in. We know now that there's a season two coming. Sure, yeah. So what questions are they going to leave open as broader questions uh, and broader ideas in this show? What are they going to tie up? I'm I'm super curious. Well, if you enjoyed this take, if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can send us mail at leftovers at baldmove.com. You can also get to see all of our podcasts. We talk about a bunch of different television shows on baldmove.com. Thanks to everybody at uh, watching the leftovers.com, the official HBO site for the leftovers, for including us and their party. Love your guys' show. Uh, love talking about it. And uh, we will have full coverage for the finale the uh, Tuesday after it airs. And until that time, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. You said